The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. I'm Don Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel is Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? I'm good. So this is my favorite time of year. Uh, no, not autumn. It's Apple keynote season. Yay! <laughs> so, well, the two of us, we're here. We're the, we're the Apple heads uh, uh, on the, uh, the regulars on Secrets of Technology. So later on, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, in advance of next week's announcements, Apple is scheduled their big announcements, their iPhone-related announcements, and maybe some other stuff, too, for uh, on Tuesday, September 10th. I think it is, if I've mm-hmm. got my calendar That's correct. correct. Uh, I will be in front of my computer, uh, or actually my Apple TV, watching the keynote, and I'm sure uh, others will, uh, as they can, join in, uh, work allowing. Uh, so I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But first, uh, before we get to talking about that, I want to talk about some a couple of interesting things that are in the news that are uh, somewhat well, controversial. Everything in the news is controversial, but <laughs> they've they've created some co- interesting conversation around technology issues, and I thought we'd ha- we could talk about some of them. And the first one is involves Amazon and the Ring camera products. Uh, Amazon bought Ring a few years ago. They Ring started as a one of these smart doorbells with a camera and a microphone in it. Uh, they expanded that later to include cameras, security cameras. Uh, and now they have alarm systems, I think it is. So and Amazon bought them, had brought them in-house, expanded some of their offerings. It's, it's mostly the same, but they've got some some new things to, to it. And then a story came out recently that uh, brings up that Amazon is working with police departments uh, get on um, well, selling more ring <laughs> systems, which is obviously in Amazon's best interest but also uh, helping the police to connect with ring owners, homeowners uh, who might have information that the police can use. So uh, here's, here's where we have, I have, I'll have a link to an article that was originally the Boston Globe. Now it's on the MSN.com. And it says uh, that ring had formed alliances with more than 400 police departments. The, the, the departments are given access to this uh, social network that, is connected to Ring called Neighbors, and it Neighbors allows Ring owners and non-Ring owners. Actually, you don't have to own a Ring in order to join the network. Uh, but they they get alerts to to uh, emergency or other suspicious things in the neighborhood. They can post their suspicious uh, video of people acting suspiciously on their cameras and that sort of thing. Uh, and police can monitor those posts. They can't see the videos unless the homeowners give them specific access, but they can ask for, for the videos uh, taken by doorbell cameras that could help them in their investigations. Um, Amazon also donates equipment to police departments to raffle off or to give away um, and so on. So first let's talk about that. Joy, what do you think about this initiative uh, at first glance? 
At first glance, it reminds me a lot of what's happening in the genealogy world right now with DNA and the site called GEDmatch. And Mm -hmm. police have started to use GEDmatch because it's a voluntary site. We all put our our results up there if we want to. And they started combing that to try to solve cold cases. Right. That's how they caught the Golden State Killer a while ago. Jimmy Aiken and I talked about that on Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World earlier this spring uh, on how they did that. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I I'm of the mind personally that if my DNA can be of service to help somebody find maybe a distant relative hopefully that's yep. doing this thing, not a close one, but a distant one. Right. Um I would say fine. And I opted in for it. And see that was the key. When they would go when they first went into Jed match, it was kind of open season. But then Jed Match closed and asked all of us to opt in if we wanted to. So I opted in for my DNA results, but not for my cousins. My cousin is is over 80 and has dementia, and I'm in charge of her DNA, and I don't feel comfortable letting hers go because I can't ask her. If I could, then I'd say, okay, fine. Take it to the Ring Video doorbell or any doorbell like this. If if it's an opt-in policy... And if you think it's going to do your neighborhood good to find, you know, the porch pirates and that kind of stuff, if that's what you want to do, fine. As long as it's our option. Joanne, do okay. you have do you have a ring video doorbell? I would love to have one, but my <laughs> okay. husband and I are going round and round a little bit on the camera okay. thing. And I keep telling him cameras outside good, cameras yes. inside, I'm not so sure. Right. So, so I- I'd like to get one. I've had one for a number of years. I've added on some cameras, uh, one in that faces the driveway and one that covers the backyard. It works okay. I um, There is some lag in how uh, how long it takes uh, if, when someone rings the doorbell. If I want to talk to them, there's some lag involved I'm not excited about. Uh, but some of that has to do with that. It, I don't have a, a wired one. I don't have a wire in the wall by, you know, for the doorbell. So it's mm-hmm. battery powered. And so th- there's a bit of that uh, issue with it. Um, but I have, I've had it for several years. Um, I have it because of issue, uh, concerns of people breaking into cars, breaking into my house, stealing packages. I've in a, in a play, previous place that I lived, I had packages stolen, uh, out of my front door. Uh, I lived in it in a place that had a, fr- a vestibule and Ooh. I, I literally looked out the window. I heard the outer door open. I looked out the window from the second floor. I saw a guy come out with with the package in his hand. I cha- I yelled, chased after him downstairs. He opened it, saw it was a book, and threw it away. And so I, I did get it back. I mean, <laughs> you would probably book who would have done him good or something. But uh, maybe, uh, yeah. But uh, but the, nevertheless, I've always I've, I've, since then I've been a little concerned about that sort of thing. And I live in a town which is next to a city, and the city itself has a high crime rate, and some of that crime spills over into our right. town. Um, and so I'm concerned about that sort of thing. So, so that's why I have it. Right. And I think it's good to have, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for them just because of the craziness that goes on. And, and I happen to have in, in our house, which is in a town next to a, a city. Right. Um, we don't have, my husband will not put one of those holes in the door. So I can never see without being seen. If some who's at the door and as a woman who sometimes is alone at in the house, I right. would prefer to know who's at my door. So I have a feeling um, 
probably by Christmas because I'm really putting the the pressure on. <laughs> but um, but no, I think I think these can't technology should always serve us, right? Not serve not you know us serve them. And I think this is something where number one, if you want that technology, you know, opt in for it. And if you want to help your police department because they can't be everywhere. And while right. I see my police department here more often than I would see it in the city, then, yeah. you know, I think it's a good idea. Plus my, my neighbor across the way has about four cameras, but I don't <laughs> want to rely on somebody else. Well, that's a, that's part of it too. And and that's, this is a key aspect for me is, is that it's, I can give my stuff to the police department voluntarily. I mean, Amazon is far from being the only company that works with local police departments, both to support them by giving them equipment, mm-hmm. uh, especially law enforcement equipment or safety and security equipment that they can then give away to the community. I mean, the fact is it's Amazon and it's technology and therefore it's sort of a sexy topic. You know, that, <laughs> that I think that's part of why this has gotten the news coverage it has. Uh, but it's also, I think part of it is because it's cameras. So here Here's what the ACLU's uh, Cade Crockford, director of the Technology for Liberty program at the ACLU of Massachusetts. He says, uh, civil libertarians fret that the proliferation of cameras will doorstep by doorstep form a giant surveillance network of the kind that Chinese authorities use to monitor millions of residents and even suppress ethnic minorities. Um, I don't want digital technology to create persistent records of everybody's movement on public streets. And then Cade, I, I'm not sure whether it's a man or a woman, says, uh, I think people ought to be really careful before installing these devices on their homes. Um, and and I'm thinking, is is that statement sort of wealth privilege? We, there's lots of talk about privilege these days. And I'm thinking, saying, you know, if I'm if I'm wealthy, I can afford to live in a gated community. I can afford a standalone security system that is direct connected to a private security company uh, and those sorts of things. But should the middle class and poor not be able to afford inexpensive home security? And I and I hate to say this because it sounds it sounds pointed in one way or another, but most of the times it's the communities that that have income that is higher that are targeted by folks who right. want to do things like this. So when I lived in Fall River, for example, there was very you know, but of course that was a long time ago too. You very rarely heard about anybody in the neighborhood getting anything stolen from. It usually was the other side of town, which was the rich side. So well, I think that's. I, I, I wonder sometimes if I think that's in, switched a little bit, though. I think it, you know, it the might middle, have. And I, I think I, the middle class is because the town I live in is decidedly blue collar middle class. It is not mm-hmm. white collar at all, um, and it's a small. It's a very small town next to this this urban area. Uh, but and there's but there's constant issues of cars, especially given the, the the opioid drug epidemic, and you have a lot of drug users who are looking for money to score the next mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. round of drugs. And so there there's I I'm constantly hearing from people in town who've had their cars broken into, um, had stuff stolen off their porches. I mean it's a it's a constant problem. It's t- stuff taken out of their mailboxes, um, and and it's and I think the rich have been able to implement enough stuff that they can cover themselves. They can have, the, they they have, you know, multi-car garages that they can put their cars into at night and they have, um, you know, can have packages delivered to their offices or, or, you know, or, or various other things, which mm-hmm. I don't begrudge 
people the ability to do things with whatever money they've earned. That's their privilege. Uh, that, I mean, that's their not just privilege; it's their right. Uh, but but frankly, I think th- this this whole like fear mongering that if we install security cameras on our homes, we're creating a giant surveillance network. I mean, that's I think it's I think it's typical fear mongering. It's typical yeah. overblowing rhetoric so that we you know to to kind of push an agenda. Yeah, because I think they're looking at the most negative thing that could happen right. and it's way out there. These cameras could also be used as you're talking about the opioid problem that we have now to help maybe save a life. If somebody right. sees somebody on the street or in their camera view that that's wrong, that's or that's being if a or kid is snatched off or, the street, you know, yep. that you get a license plate. And frankly, in the city, <laughs> the cities are pretty much blanketed by security cameras already. Right. You know, if you go into a downtown of any major city, you, there's hardly any place that doesn't have a camera pointed at it, whereas it's. It's suburbia that that doesn't have the coverage. And right. I don't and see them that worrying about Wis- cities like that. And what was that show, Wisdom of the Crowd? That Oh, oh that, that yeah, it was a, yeah. it was like an eight episode show, unfortunately, because there were right. some problems with the actor. Or even but, Person of Interest, which ran longer. Yeah, there's another one. They they could they had uh police cars have cameras and all this other stuff. Yeah, that was so I, I don't know. I it It's just like the genealogy. Again, it's just like the genealogy problem where you'd rather take it to the nth degree and say, you know, that's our information and I'm not going to let anybody, you know, find a cold, find a cold case killer or anything like that. And that's OK. That's your prerogative. But I don't have a problem with that. Right. I would want if somebody's done something wrong, they should be accountable for it to the law. And if my DNA can help, then I've opted in for it. Now, I do think that when you when you agree to these things, you should go into these with full uh, knowledge, mm-hmm. accountability, and transparency. So, you know, keep in mind that if you do share your doorbell footage, which, you know, again, these are cameras facing outward from your home. But when you share this footage to your police department, they can then do many things with it. It can be stored. They could store it forever. Mm-hmm. And, th- and, you know, and that could be part of a, some sort of database. Sure. Okay. That's, I guess, I mean, I'm I'm not super worried about them keeping video of me carrying the trash to the garbage can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but look, people are sharing that stuff on YouTube, you know, and Instagram, how many beer and, videos yeah. have you seen lately? Right, right, right. I mean, I, I actually put one of my ring videos up once of me uh, going out, taking the trash out and uh, slipping on that. My driver was a sheet of ice and me going, yeah, I, but it, so there I don't know. Go. I think. I think in this case, I think it's a it's a tempest in a teapot, and I don't think it's as big I a agree. deal as they make it out to be. I'm okay with police departments working with companies that produce security stuff and letting consumers know that this sort of stuff is out there to help them. Because let's keep in mind, police can't be everywhere. And frankly, I would think the ACLU would be happy that the police aren't everywhere. <laughs> right. And if you're a Ring Video doorbell owner and you think this is something you would like to opt into, read up on it. Right. Check it out. It's and all, then make a you know, make a decision. That's the key. It's opt in. You, you no one is forcing you to share this footage with anybody. So I, I don't understand I don't see that there's anything to worry about there. 
This is Dom Bettinelli of the StarQuest Production Network, and we need your help. Over the past year, we've grown by leaps and bounds. Some of our podcasts, like Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World, are among the most popular shows we've ever produced. But that success is in danger. Creating a dozen shows has caused our expenses to rise, and right now, we aren't making ends meet. We must reach the financial break-even point if we're going to continue. If our reserves are depleted, we'll have to cut back many of our shows. We might have to shut down entirely. That's why it's crucial we hear from you right now. Right now, please go to sqpn.com slash give and click the Become a Patron button to make your monthly pledge. If you're already a supporter, please consider increasing your pledge. The need is urgent, so please go to sqpn.com slash give. That's sqpn.com slash give. All right, so that was our first segment. Uh, our second topic today is on something that's actually kind of specifically Catholic. It, there's a there's a, a specific news story I want to start with, but there's a bigger issue over, um, I, I want to call it outrage canceling and doxing. So doxing is when we we document someone, when we someone is online and we grab their information, whether it's the stuff that they've done in the past or like personal information, and we make it widely available. Uh, canceling is, is when uh, we want to we we don't like what someone has said or done uh we don't like the positions they hold say in the, in a in public and we seek to have them driven from public life of one way or another whether it's fired from a job or uh you know uh, thrown out of office or various other things okay so the 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 proximate uh story for this was uh the virginia's democratic governor uh ralph northam who has been recently in the news because of uh, some comments he made uh, in favor of abortion. And so Catholics were pretty upset about him from the start. Um, he recently appointed this uh, this woman, a, a self-described uh, Democratic activist from Alexandria, Virginia. He appointed her to the Virginia Council of Women. Now, the Virginia Council of Women, their job is to you know, hand out... Uh, the scholarships to girls to go to college and that sort of stuff. It, it, there's nothing specific. There was nothing specifically Catholic related to the work of the council. Okay. So that's, that's what, that's an important distinction to make. Um, when she was appointed, there was a huge outcry because apparently, uh, the, the woman whose name is Gail Gordon Donegan, she had been known for on social media, especially on Twitter, making outrageous anti-Catholic statements. Um, related to you know the the usual stuff the 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 scandal priests and children and that sort of stuff so when she was appointed there was this huge outcry she should be thrown out bishops the bishop michael burbage of arlington bishop barry nestout of richmond called for her removal that sort of thing she was offensive to human dignity and uh and the so there was this outcry and then, and, and we've seen this before on both sides of the political aisle, you know, people, conservative, Democrat, and even non-political things. Joanne, what do you think of this, this whole process of um, digging through the social media posts of public people to find all the dirt, all the bad things they've said in the past to get them fired, especially if the job isn't directly related to the, to the content of the posts, like it was in this case? 
Well, I, th- I think people have been doing this for decades, but because we have instant access right now to information, it's coming out a lot faster. Right. So you're able to get the dirt on anybody basically by doing a Google search, a basic Google search. Right. So I think, and and since it can be transmitted really fast and wreck your life really fast, like in the old days, it was probably done backdoor with, you know, saying to somebody, um, you know, I've got this information on you. You really don't want me to use it, do you? <laughs> right. You know, but now it's like you can just push a button. Right. And it can be to everyone, everywhere. So, and there's there's more of this information out there. I mean, because oh, yeah. because social media has kind of given us more of us this ability to publicly say things that that probably we might regret later. Perhaps we might regret later things that mm-hmm. will persist through time. You know, in Google, um, and 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 the fact is, is I I challenge the the, the idea that anyone who's been in who's been on social media for more than a few years would have something that someone couldn't take offense at. Um, Or, or manipulate. Right. And that's the problem. I think it's more of a manipulation issue. It's how you say it rather than what you say. And people have gotten really good at being spin doctors as to how to make it look like, or even, I mean, if so, I mean, Joe Biden, for example, that whole issue with him and, and women, right? you know, got traction for a little while until everybody figured it was a lot of smoke and no fire. Right. Um, you know, things like that. But what I think the media nowadays does is they just try, they look for the sensational headline and they'll put it out there. My husband has this thing where we watch the news at night. <laughs> Watching the news with my husband is like a, it's an exercise in absolute, um, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to heaven faster, like days <laughs> off of purgatory for this. Right. But he will scream at the television set. Now, what would you? How would you like it if I took your dirty laundry and put it up on the air? Or, or do you? Or have you show how much your taxes were last year? You know, he, he gets really rankled on stuff like that. And we become a society where we're just about ready to dig up anything on anybody we don't like. Well, just the, so we can push our own agenda. Right. There's 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 two different things here. There's one thing is is if the things that they do or say are directly relevant to the way that they can do their job. If someone mm-hmm. says, uh, you know, someone says something like they, they hate uh, a minority group. I mean, that would be enough right. to disqualify from most public positions or, uh, you know, or, or, or if, or if this woman was put in charge of, you know, she's anti-Catholic and she was put in charge of say, uh, uh, grants to social service agencies that include Catholics, Catholic mm. agencies, that would be, I would say, okay, that makes me concerned about whether she could fairly do that job. But that's not really what we had here. This was just sort of, she's a person of, I, like, I'm not saying I like what she said, or even that I think that her appointment was a good one, but this, 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 this goes both ways and we've seen it go both ways. Uh, recently there was a, um, the the spokes the spokeswoman for the U.S. Bishops Conference. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Her Twitter account. She had said some things that were favorable toward President Trump, and very quickly after that was brought out by uh, I think it was a National Catholic Reporter or something along those lines. Um, th- that was publicized. Her she was she, she left her job. Now, the implication is that she was asked to step down. Because as a spokeswoman, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be partisan, I guess. I, yeah, I think I think that's usually what you're supposed to be so neutral. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I, I don't buy that. I've seen people in that very job who are 
who were uh, more, uh, I would say, pro Obama, who did not get removed. <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, uh, you know, and I've seen you know other spokesmen for other for bishops who were very clearly had certain political points of view and and were not shy about it. So. Uh, it's, it's see that's what i mean by agenda yeah if you if you are in with if you are in harmony with the agenda of the day it's fine but the minute you go out of it they're ready to use it and how about the ones who did something 50 years ago when things were more socially acceptable in certain cases right. they're dredging it up now and people are like losing their pensions because <laughs> or people who were young and did something stupid and right. you know do we or should we be held accountable for everything we've ever done uh, in our lives forever at the, as if we never change or regret or repent or you know that sort of thing one of the other things that's- that's so not Catholic. No, it's, not, <laughs> exactly. it's so not Catholic since we're in the forgiveness business. Well, another way that I see this happening is, is when we when people are uh, guilty through following. And what I mean is, is this is especially true on Twitter. Uh, these articles that talk about certain p- unacceptable people, people who oh these the, we, we want to talk about maybe they have unacceptable views. Maybe they're not just say and this happens a lot with conservatives. Maybe they're not just conservative. Maybe they're really racist because they follow this guy or that guy on Twitter. And and someone had a good point is like, what if I'm just following that guy because I want to see what the other side says? Like, Uh it's it's different like this. We've we've created this category of guilt by following on social Uh media. But that's I follow lots of people on Twitter. A, I don't know what most of them think on on a regular basis since Twitter doesn't show me. Twitter's like Facebook that doesn't show you everything everyone says anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But but B, you know, the 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 idea that just because I follow someone, I agree with them. Does that not reinforce the idea that we should only live in like minded silos that yes. creates more division in our society? Yeah, I, I have been known to follow both the church militant and James Martin SJ. Right. So if you want to go on both ends, you know, whoever wants to figure me out, go try to find it. And most of the time I will look to both sides of an argument to see where the middle ground is. So I shouldn't be pigeonholed because I happen to say, well, I heard that in the church militant. Oh, my goodness. You follow that. Or, you know, James Martin said, oh, no, you follow him. But even um, if you follow, you should be able. Yeah. If you follow even just one of them, that shouldn't be an indicator no. that you have a particular that you, that you hold the same views as the people you follow. I mean, that is just a it's a pernicious way of of really creating a doubt about people. And we mm-hmm. should we shouldn't do it on in either way, whether it's toward conservative or liberal or whatever. We shouldn't do this. This is this is this only creates more division in our society, which we don't need more of. No, but also snooping to find information. It's one thing to check somebody's background. It's another to do a deep dig. Right. Because the the deep dig usually says you're looking for something. Right. I'm trying to dig up dirt on someone without knowing that there's anything there, Mm -hmm. merely for the purposes of using that to attack them. And that that, there's no charity in that. And there's no No. there's nothing good that can come from that. Um, And people change. People learn by their mistakes and people move on. I don't think there's one person on this planet that doesn't have a skeleton in their closet. Right. I also have a hard time with the idea that um, if someone does something online, like we've had these cases where regular people, not people in in public life, but regular private citizens captured on video, say, 
doing something, you know, maybe on their worst day where they said something bad to someone and they were recorded on a mm-hmm. Facebook video or something. And that person needs to be fired from their job, yep. like which they weren't even at work or whatever. But like their <laughs> employer needs to fire them and they should never be hired by anyone ever again. And I mean, what is the end? What is the end result we're looking for? That person needs to be homeless and die on the street because they said something right. stupid on a bad day. Is this is right. this really where we want to go with things? Yeah, and then they'll complain there were more homeless people on the street dying every day. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> that they've created the problem because well, you're firing. Oh, that's the one might they really gets my husband rankled. Yes, is the, you know the guy that does the one thing on a bad day. Yes, and it's all over the news. Right, exactly. Everybody has the bad day, but but like even if some, it's just I just don't like the idea that we no. we we want to hunt people down because of something they did and and deprive them of. Of any possibility, like whatever it is they've done, depriving people of any possibility of having a, of making a living and having a job and providing for themselves and their family that I, I don't I, I don't care what what you think that person is guilty of. I don't I don't believe that. Uh, that's, you know, that's tough. When I was teaching 20 years ago, I had students in high school say things to me like, you know, if somebody does something to me, that's it. It's done. It's over. And I would look at them and say, so. If you do something wrong, then it's one and done. You're over. And they look at me. Well, I, I'd say, you know, if it's good for you, it's good for somebody else to think that about you, too. Right, right. So now I know where the beginning of all of this was around the turn of the millennial. Well, yeah, holding holding grudges and you're mm-hmm. really cutting people off. I mean, yeah, that's it's it's the, the access to all of this information that we put out there every day through our social media really has played a part in this uh, because. Yeah. It has, but it, what it has also done is put regular people in the public eye. The first one of these cases I really remember well is the woman who was on a plane flying to South Africa from the United States, and before she took off, she made a really crass remark, a really bad taste remark about AIDS and something about in Africa, like something like "I hope I don't get AIDS" or something. It was really crass and tasteless. Then she's on the plane, her phone is off, you know, but she lands. She turns up her phone. Her phone has blown up. She's been fired from her job. She's like, <gasps> uh, she's a persona non grata because she made a, like she, she was on Twitter to her like 50 followers or whatever, you know, but people saw this and they, they we went viral. And, 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 and then I saw a follow up with her years later and how it really kind of ruined her life. It sent yeah. her in depression. She couldn't get a new job. Uh, she was everywhere she went. She was that woman you know if you mm-hmm. googled her name you knew who she was and what she had done and it it really i mean she was to, to the point of i don't think she was at the point of suicide but she was the point of you know mental illness with depression and that sort of stuff through because of that because of one bad moment and i don't think that we should all be held no. to that that standard it's just, i don't think it's right now we shouldn't be we shouldn't be our whole lives shouldn't be defined by one moment right like exactly. like one bad moment Right. You know, I think everybody's got them. How do you know she hadn't had a couple of drinks to get herself on the plane to go to fly to South Africa? Right. (laughs) Some people, you know. And often I've, you know, uh, I've done it. Other people have done it. I've said something off the cuff in private to someone because we know the context. We know each other. I I say something I would never say in public or whatever because absent the context of the relationship between the person and I, it could appear to be. Uh, you know, it's sensitive or bad or, or, or sinful or whatever. But in the context, it's it has 
some meaning. But mm-hmm. absent that context in a public uh, fe- uh, venue or forum, it, it it has a whole nother weight. And so it's it's just so much. I, I've I've really pulled back on social media myself from those sorts of things I, I, that to say out there because I just don't want to have anybody misinterpret. <laughs> the things I say or to use these against me or to start something against me to have things I say taken out of context. And, and I think that's something everyone needs to start thinking about. And it's sad because it really reduces the conversation. I think it already has. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been doing that for a year now, yeah. you know, not just posting nice little thingies and right. I don't get into any discussions anymore because if I get taken out of context, yeah. you know, that's it. I'm a troll. I'm this, I'm that. I'm, right. I don't, I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Right. Well, that's the other thing. It's, I don't have time for it. And frankly, who, who, who am I? Who, whose mind am I changing by arguing with somebody on, online? You right. Know? Exactly. So, so um, all right. So that that's a, a good discussion on those two topics. Uh, some interesting, controversial issues of the day. Uh, I want to move to something a little less controversial. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff. Let's Dom. talk about some some fun stuff. Um, next, I guess I said at the beginning. Next week, Apple has their uh, September tenth. Uh, event uh the what do they what do they call it um the, um this this here, is the it's supposed to be the iphone release here comes the innovation is, or or here's your right, innovation, by innovation like only yeah, is the yeah. name of it yeah, yeah yeah innovation only so uh so this is the annual event at which apple reveals the iphone that they're going to be selling for the next year or iphones which is mm-hmm. usually the case now um so let's talk about that first. Uh, what are you? Do you have um, which iPhone do you have right now, Joanne? I have an eight plus. Okay, and I, I've got the ten. Mine's a couple years old. Uh, Mine too. Are, are you in the market? Are you looking to this? Uh, was this a buying event for you? Well, it, it's it's kind of not sure because I happen to have a phone which I think is my first iPhone lemon after all these years because yeah. I've had many different problems with it. But I keep hearing the rumors for 2020 saying it's going to be a 5G <laughs> iPhone. So now I'm like, oh, I think I want to wait. <laughs> I, I have to say with the 5G, I think it's more hype than promise uh, than promise right. with it because 5G is all about the short range. I don't live in a city like I've said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think 5G is going to make a, a difference in my life for a while yet. Right, but the newest rumor now is that they might be putting in under glass um, thumb sensor. detector. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some so, there's some interesting stuff. Well, I have to I have to be honest. I am on one of those phone plans through my carrier where I can upgrade my phone every year. Same here. I I, I did not upgrade last year uh, because while the improvements were nice, they weren't enough and. No. My my uh, my upgrade date was like in December, and I'm like, mm, I've already made it several months. I've I've had a few months to think about it. I'm not. I, this phone is good. The ten is good. I don't need to be getting rid of this phone already. And in fact, it's still a good phone. I still enjoy it. Um, what they, what came last year? I don't know. It feels like it's a lot. Uh, it feels good to me that this might be a, a phone to upgrade to when next year rolls around. Uh, I will be, you know, at the, I'll be able to upgrade if I if I if it's really that good. Uh, but mm. I don't I don't know. I, I will. We'll have to see. I I'm pretty sure I'm going to upgrade this year. Yeah. And I'm 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 still on the fence about it only because I use that fingerprint reader a lot in the car. Yeah. And while I've gotten used to face ID, 
on the iPad Pro, and I'm, I'm, it really works well on the iPad Pro because you're actually picking it up and looking at it. I'm not so sure about the phone on a holder in my car where I can, you know, mindlessly get the thumb where I need it, you know, to get right. Siri to do something. So that's why I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm, so my jury is still out. I'm going to have to see what the phones are and what the prices are. Right. That's the, a, that's a key one. So it right. looks like there'll still be lightning ports this year, which is not a big deal to me. I'm still all lightning port next year. will be probably USB-C. I, 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 frankly, I don't see the big deal on the switch. I mean, it, because uh, I don't have any USB-C, I don't have a, a newer laptop that requires USB-C, so it's not a big deal to me at this point. Well, I've got the iPad Pro that has USB-C, but for me, it was just buying one cable. Right, right. That's all I needed was yeah. one cable, and I could use either, because I have the um, the 30-watt charger, and I can use it on my older iPad Pro and the uh, phone. So it was just a cable. I just bought a cable, and that's what I use. I, I to me, that's also a non-starter too. Some people might like the three, three rear-facing cameras. I do, I do um, a lot of scanning with my phone. I'm not doing a lot of long-distance picture taking, so for, that's not going to be good for me. Either. I take a lot of photos with my phone, uh, and yeah. and the thing I'm looking forward to is so I, I like the portrait mode stuff that came out last year. So I'd, I'd like to get that, but. Uh, the, uh, the they've been talking about this wide angle lens that's now mm. going to be the third lens there. I'm really kind of excited about that because I have encountered yeah. situations where I would prefer, like I still carry a micro four thirds, you know, a removable lens camera when I go certain places on vacation or museums, because I like to have the, the, the uh, portrait, uh, the 50 millimeter equivalent portrait lens and the wide mm -hmm. angle lens. I just love having both of those. If I could get a wide-angle lens on the iPhone, I would be really excited by that. So I think I like that. Um, that's one of the things that I'm most interested in for this. Uh, the, you know, other but, he, but here's something I'm concerned about because I think I'm one of the last people in the world that uses this. I still use 3D Touch. To me, that's always been a great right. feature. It's, well, so here's a, this is a, one of the things I think people uh, mis, uh, misunderstand because it's misreported. It's not that you're not going to be able to press onto a on an icon and have a menu you, uh, pop up. That mm -hmm. will still happen. It's just not going to be uh, the the whole like press through. It's just going to be long press. So it's going oh, to be a, a different okay. experience. But you still you're not going to have 3D touch. It's just going to be touch and hold. <laughs> so yeah all right i can deal with that but because you can do I'm, that on your I, ipad in the now. rumors they're not making that very clear some rumors are not making that right very I, well clear. I'm, I'm not sure so. a lot of these <laughs> these rumor sites uh know but true um <laughs> but this is all we have right, right well now. i'm not sure they understand <laughs> how this works but but as far as i understand that it's it's all that the only changes is it's not a push through because frankly I've okay some of those gestures like push partly and then push through and some of that's been yeah. a little kind of I just like to push push hold long press the menu drops down and things right and things be work. done so that's but I know a lot of people don't even use that feature and I do I figured it oh, out yeah. early and said this is really I, cool I, I <laughs> use it all the time on mine uh in a hundred different ways. I mean, frankly, you should you should long press or three D touch everything on your phone and see because mm -hmm. because you, you you'll find you some really interesting things, especially in the control center. Uh, so all right, so 
Oh, yeah. So the phone is the first thing. Uh, so there's also talk about new watches. Um, what do you think about a new Apple Watch? Uh, I guess what would be the 5 is what we're up to now. Um, yeah, it would be the 5. Uh, this one, I guess the new one is supposed to have some, some, more, some more sleep Yeah, some sleep tracking. So you can track your sleeping. I've tried to wear my watch to bed at night. I can't do it. I, I don't want to wear my watch at, at night. I actually had a, I had, I ended up in the hospital once because of my Fitbit that I wore to bed. Um, I slept on it with it against a nerve in my head. And so the next day, my half my face was numb. Nice. And I didn't know why. And so I ended up, you know, and I ended up having like going, there's a comedy of errors with the healthcare system. That's a whole nother show. But uh, mm, I ended up, bro, yeah. they ended up with, they, uh, they wanted to put me an MRI until I said something to the, the neurologist about sleeping with my Fitbit. And he's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you slept with that. Did you sleep with your head on, on your arm? Like, how do you sleep? And he's like, yeah, that's what it was. I, I deadened the nerve. So I don't like uh, sleeping with something on my wrist. I actually have a sleep tracking device that goes between the uh, mattresses. Between the mattress and the oh, foundation I've heard of those. from uh, no, what well, was Nokia? It's Withings now, or I forget. It has changed hands so many times. I forget the name of the company now, but it works pretty well. And frankly, uh, I, I the I don't I need to charge the watch. <laughs> like that's what the watch charges yeah. at night is because I I I have a, a Series One uh, Apple Watch. Oh, okay. So my battery dies most days before the end of the day. It will. Yeah. yeah, I have a three and I get about when I put it on the charge, I've got about half to maybe a third left. Yeah, I hit the so yeah, I hit the 10 percent uh, usually by nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. It's it it's 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 frustrating. Uh, and frankly, I, the battery's getting old. You know, it. I need it, I need a new watch. So I'd love to get a new one. And all these features that have come out in the subsequent uh, uh, watches, including speed, this is just. Sometimes this watch is so slow, it drives me crazy, you know, responding. Oh, uh, that one was very slow. I got to the three and it was like night and day. Yeah. So I can imagine the four is supposed to be even better than that. And the five will probably trump all of them. Right, right. I, I'm not sure what else they could add in that will be interesting and worthwhile for someone who's on a three or four. The the, the four has the uh, cellular in, in the, the phone in it. If, if three has it as well. Oh, I okay. use the cellular all oh, the time. Oh, you use the three with cellular. I forget what the four added. I think the four had EKG. Yep. And the, and the fall feature. Oh, right. right which right. I've told a lot of people older than me to get. Yes. Yes. Uh, frankly, uh, it could be useful for even those of us who are younger who might, you know, trip over, might be a little clumsier <laughs> than others. Uh, but uh, so, all right. So there's the watch, uh, you know, so I, they, they expect to have a new one and maybe an incremental upgrade, not a groundbreaking. So mm -hmm. other, other things uh, is these trackers. And I think I talked about these trackers uh, a while ago, back uh, in, I think, after WWDC in June. So this is like the tile and the tracker devices in which I've had a lot of tiles. I'm in the tile system. I've got a bunch of them. Uh, it's a little square. The tile is a little square. It comes in various sizes that you attach to things. And it works like find my phone. If I put, I've got one on my Kindle because the Kindle doesn't have a tracking thing in it. It should. Amazon's missing a trick on that one. Uh, but I have it in the case. And so I'm constantly leaving my, my Kindle around or my daughter's leaving her Kindle around. And you go out with the app on your phone, you, you press the button, it bleep, 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 bleeps, and you track it down. Um, you could put, I have them on my keys, I have them on, you know, all kinds of, my back, that I put it in my computer backpack, all kinds of places. I have one in my wa wallet, even. Okay, so 
Apple is getting in the game, and the the one of the things they're talking about that it might do is is an augmented reality way of tracking. So here's the thing: like, and, and you maybe do this with your phone and iPad. Like sometimes I, I my my phone falls out of my pocket. I'm walking around. I hear the noise. I hear it ringing. They, they're making the sound. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where that's coming from. It's like a, <laughs> uh, my stereo hearing is off. You know, it's like it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. So with the with the uh, Augmented reality is you hold up your device, which is an iPad or another phone, and you it mm-hmm. will pop up a little indicator in the room or place that you are pointing with an arrow right at where it is. Well, just as you're saying that, <laughs> I am looking, I'm using my iPad Pro with the, um, with iPad OS, the beta. Yes. And the app now is called Find My. Yes. So you can either find people, devices, or yourself, apparently. <laughs> right. And in devices right now, when I hit that, I see all the devices I have, and I see where I am, and I see where my husband is on the road home from work. <laughs> right. So I have a feeling that's where they're going with these tiles, because if you add these tiles to devices, yes, then whenever the, wherever there's a device it's going to show up on the map that I'm seeing, you know, map that I'm seeing right now. And the, the way the tile works is that any phone that has the tile app on it and, and it has Bluetooth on will be able to say anonymously, uh, I'm here and I'm seeing these tile devices near me. So that theoretically, if I lose my keys at the, at the supermarket on, on the floor, if someone in the market with a, with a tile app on their phone, they'll see it. Now, not enough people have the tile app for that in, in, in outside of big cities, you know, whether you have a high concentration of right. people that it's not necessarily you're going to find it. So the iPhone is is potentially going to do this where mm-hmm. it will anonymously say, I'm seeing these devices with these ID numbers. I don't know who they are. I have no way of tracking them. Apple's really good at that privacy aspect, but they're here. And uh, so with the number of iPhones that are out there, millions and millions and millions of them everywhere. You will you will be able to find your stuff. I mean, unless you lose it in the middle of a football field, you know, mm-hmm. far or in the woods where nobody goes. Uh, otherwise, you'll I mean, the the stuff will be able to find. I I really like that idea. Yeah, and you can on this app. You can also you can choose to share your location or not. Yes. So if somebody doesn't want to. You don't have to. Um, and you can receive location updates. Which means as your tile or phone or whatever moves around, yeah. it will come back and tell you where things are. So if I wanted to say right now, you know, watch my husband as he's coming home, it would give me, I suppose it would give me updates. So I have a feeling that's why they've cre- redone the app. Right. To, to, you know, to single in on not just our devices, but these tiles that they're coming up with. Right. Where it's right. But, it's all about finding the people and the things that are important to us. And, right. and it's all in one app. I, I like and, that idea. And putting tile out of business. <laughs> well, tile is concerned apparently, but they've, they've. I think that I've heard that they've been kind of struggling a bit. And and once, I mean, Apple has the resources to do it right. And so that's you know, if tile were smart, they would have got acquired by Apple or Amazon or somebody uh, by now. But uh, apparently, they didn't manage that. So I I, I, I want to talk about one more thing that we might see next week. And that is, uh, and this is, I've gone from sort of like most likely to uh, only sort of possible. And this one is the, is an updated Apple TV. Um, 
We've got Apple Arcade coming this year, which is going to be the Apple's uh, game service, the subscription game service. We've got Apple TV Plus coming the, later this fall. I, I think it make. I don't know what what technical they would add to Apple TV that would be necessary, but it seems like this would be the time to upgrade it if you're going to, to upgrade the, the hardware. Yeah, I can't think of what more they would do to it only because they are putting Apple TV Plus on other devices other than Apple. So they're putting them on Samsung TVs. Their Sony, I think, is come, trying to come up with a deal to get the Apple TV Plus service. It, in service. It, yeah. Okay. Right. So right now, everything in Apple TV is exclusive to the hockey puck device. Well, so I'm wondering what they can do to make so it. One of the things, know, yeah, one of the things that they've talked about is there's a new HDMI 2.1 uh, connector, oh, <laughs> which which has uh, better settings uh, for for uh, showing. Uh, it's really technical. Variable refresh rates, quick frame transport technology. Blah 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 blah. Is it is it is it Dolby Atmos? Maybe they're looking for. They're they're, they're probably going to up right. They're probably upgrade the uh, audio out from it. Um, so there's talk of that. Maybe we'll see because arcade is coming. Maybe we'll see a better remote for playing mm-hmm. games. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, I, the the remote is very. It's useful for only very limited uh, usage uh, at this point. So I I don't I. I Maybe it probably, if anything, a faster CPU and that sort of thing, you know, to, to because it'll be driving so much 4K uh, video. Uh, so if it has an upgrade, it'll be minor. I think it'll be a, a minor upgrade. Yeah, because I have a 4K and I have a I have the three and the four, and there isn't much difference other than I have a 4K TV and I got the 4K for the 4K. So right, right. So, uh, so with, uh, with the, that's the those are the big things. I don't think we'll see a new iPad uh, on Tuesday. Um, I think if there's if there are new iPads, they'll be in October in their own event. Um, I don't. I don't. They're still. I was going to say, I don't, and I don't expect any Macs or MacBooks to to be released either on Tuesday. Well, they're still talking about that 16 inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, I think. I'd be I, I would be really shocked if we saw any Macs at this event. This is really iOS an iOS event and really mm-hmm. iPhone and it's and the things that are sort of in its halo which the which the AirPods are and the Apple Watch is and maybe the Apple TV you could you could say it's in its halo because the phone connects to it but I don't expect to see an iPad refresh and or or any Macs yeah. at all. Uh, I, I really don't. The tile like tracking device would also be in that iPhone Halo that we could, we could right. expect. So, um, so I think that I think I think we're we're pretty we're pretty. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That's going to be a lot for them to cover anyway. And then iOS 13 and iPad OS is are going to be out probably next Friday to the 13th. Uh, <laughs> Friday the 13th, really good timing. Well, iOS it, 13. It fits. Yeah. Yes, it does. It you fits. You just better pray that those servers don't go down because it'll be all <laughs> over the news. Uh, the, they went, uh, iOS 13 went bad on the Friday the 13th. I mean, that would be really bad PR. So uh, I would hate I'm to al- be that I, guy. I'm already on 13.1 on the beta. I, so. I, I did not do the beta this year. I heard that the beta was even less stable than usual. And by the time it got more stable, I decided that I, I, was, I can wait. Um, the rumors are correct on that. It, it's a wonky one, and I'm glad I'm using it on a brand new iPad that I'm not 
that is not in the, into my workflow yet. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm, cause I'm waiting, I'm waiting for, th- I'm going to have to wait for 13.1 now so I can pull that certificate and just go to the regular public right. releases. That's right. That's right. Cause you're, oh, you're in beta 13.1. Interesting. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That was really weird that they came out with a 13.1 beta before they released the, the gold master of 13. That was a really uh, weird thing. Uh, I, something tells me there was, and knowing the bugs I've seen, something tells me they needed to do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, other, in other news, quickly, some headlines. Um, Apple did release an emergency patch for the iPhone a couple weeks ago. Uh, they had a, an update earlier this summer that made it unbroke a, a that, that rebroke a jailbreaking patch. Uh, so, Go ahead and install that if you haven't yet. You should have done that by now. Uh, there was a, a this Android 10 is officially out for Google Pixel phones. So if you're a Pixel user, uh, you know have at it. Uh, it's the Q release. I, I don't know what candy they picked for Q, but uh, I have they, no they idea. use Q as their <laughs> uh, they they have the letters of the alphabet and then they use a candy as the code. You know O is Oreo, P was I have no idea, but <laughs> I don't I don't I don't remember the the candies. But uh, so that's out. So you can check that out if you have a Pixel phone. Uh, there was a story about uh, Google Play. The, um, there was an app in the Google Play store that had 100 million downloads that was also carrying a secret payload. And when I mean secret payload, it was uh, software or, or small pro- program or Trojan horse that was executing stuff that the user didn't know about. So uh, it was called Cam Scanner. Um, so it was, a, it was a legitimate app. It was for scanning and managing documents, but there was also um, a, a, a little program in it that contained a malicious module, as, as how it was described. So if you have Cam Scanner on your Android phone, uh, you uh, you ought to either take it take it off or update it if there's a new, more updated version on your uh, out there in the Google Play Store. Uh, so. Uh, so that's that's the the headlines of the week. So before we finish out, uh, we, I do want to take our picks of the week, uh, and uh, it's just you and me to win. So I'll let you go first. What is your pick this week? Well, since I've been talking a lot about my iPad Pro 2018, I'm going to I'm going to pick the Bridge Pro keyboard that goes with the iPad Pro 12.9. Mm-hmm. It it believe it or not, when you put this thing together with your iPad, you swear you have a laptop with you right. because it's made, it's, it's heavy, made out of aluminum. It has the adjustable backlit keys. Um, it has a 12 month battery life per charge. And right now I don't see this thing dying anytime soon. It is Bluetooth, right? but I have found at least on the iPad pro that the connection is much more solid than I had a zag one for my other iPad, my smaller iPad Pro, and that could get a little wonky. This one seems to be holding steady pretty well. Um, I I love it because it feels like my i my MacBook Pro. Hmm. The keys feel just like it, so I don't feel so bad. There is a, the only wonky feature I have found, and I think Leo Laporte also found it, is that sometimes if you hit the Shift key and hit you know a regular key to make it uppercase. It sometimes doesn't take on the first shot. That could be the keyboard. That could be somebody who types really fast. Right, could be software. Like yeah. me. It's, yeah, it's interesting that it's it's there are so few smart keyboards that use the smart connector. Uh, I have an iPad Pro uh, nine point seven, a few years old now. 
with the Logitech Create uh, case, which mm-hmm. I, I like the keyboard. The case itself, it keeps the, the, the clasps that hold it in keep breaking. It's my second one uh, that I got on a warranty replacement, and it, this one broke within a week because I, I had to mm. take my, my uh, iPad out of the case on a regular basis. So, uh, but he has that smart connector and all you, you know, and I just love that snap it down with the magnets and you're typing with the Bluetooth keyboards. I always, it's always that lag when you haven't been using it, it has to turn itself back on. So there's that lag between when you first start typing and it responds and that's, that always bugged me. But I think it's because the smart connector on these new iPads are also used for the Apple Pencil. So you can't put two things on. I mean, you have to make a choice. Do you want to put your Apple Pencil on there or do you want to? And plus, I'm like you. I take my iPad out and use a regular case when I go and play um, because I use it as a as that holds all my music. Right. When you do the organ in church. For mass. Yeah. So I'm not going to use that case. I'm going to use a regular case. And it, it goes in and out nice and easy once you get the hang of it. Yeah. Um, but it is pricey. It it it's $169.99 for, for the just big one. The ki- just the keyboard. And now it has a um it comes with a magnetic back so you can put it on the back of the iPad so it doesn't get scratched. Oh, Earlier cool. versions did not come like that. But I swear by it. I it, it it but if you're one of those people that wants your iPad to remain light and feathery. This keyboard will not do that for you. It'll make you feel like you're carrying a laptop. <laughs> right, right. That's true. But that's true. For my yeah. purposes, that's fine with me. Yeah. So yeah, it's one sixty nine. It's one seventy rounding for the twelve point nine uh, uh, size and one fifty for the mm-hmm. eleven inch size. So uh, yeah, if I if I get, I'm, I'm still. St- I can, I, I'm buying so much technology. I got a. I have to get a new watch. I have to get a new phone. Have, uh, <laughs> Slow down, I, Tom. I know. I can't afford any of this. <laughs> no, so, no. I can't afford any of it. But uh, the the but the I I really would love to upgrade my iPad because my kids my 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 second oldest daughter is of an age where she she needs her own right. computer and I want to give her this iPad that I have now with the keyboard that could be her computer. I think that would be sufficient for her. Uh, but, uh, so I want to upgrade, but, uh, you put it all together. It's pricey. You you need to go work for Apple and get the discount. (laughs) I'm going to go to work at the Apple store and get a, get the Apple genius discount. That'll be my, my my side hustle and all my free time. (laughs) Well, my pick of the week is a service, an online service called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. It's a, uh, it's an automation system that connects so different uh, web-based or web-connected software. So, for instance, this is this is one of the things I'm using it for. I uh, I have to keep track of a bunch of podcasts, and one of the things I need to do is uh, every time there's a new episode, I put it in Airtable, which is an online database, and I I put a new entry in, uh, and I, I I know like when we're going to record it, when it's going to get released, who's going to be on that episode, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I also have to create a a project in my project management software called OmniFocus, where I have all the different steps that are involved in creating a, a podcast episode. There's about 16 different steps, uh, you know, from scheduling, sending a reminder email to participants in the, in the show, all the way to posting it and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, what happens is, is I create the Airtable thing, and sometimes I forget to create the OmniFocus uh, project and 
and you know getting the right template into the right place and so what i need is i could hire someone to be an assistant but of course that's expensive <laughs> hiring people is expensive uh so instead i'm i'm using this zapier and what it does is every time i create a new entry in airtable it recognizes it it says what show did you create it grabs the show number the recording date and the title and the uh release date and then it populates a template that it holds it takes that template it puts it um in dropbox in a, dro a special dropbox fo dropbox folder now on my mac i have software that watches that folder and when f uh, files come in it, it puts it in there as a text file when it's it names it a particular way with the the the, the show number for the with the show uh, identifier code it, it watches that folder looks for the identifier codes and when it sees a particular one it creates the new project it takes that project in template and populates the project in OmniFocus, all automatic. I don't have to worry about whether it gets done. I mean, that's just one way I use it. I use it to keep track of, uh, you know, to, to send me notifications when we get um, new uh, patrons on our Patreon uh, to make sure that I follow up with them and puts puts them in the in the in the spreadsheet so that uh, I know that they're there and I'm not losing track of people. I want to make sure that I properly recognize people who are supporting us, which I appreciate. So. Uh, you could connect. It's like something like twelve hundred different apps and services that you can do. It has uh, different branching logic and all kinds of stuff in it. Uh, the the downside: it's expensive. There's a free tier where you get six free zaps, they call them, uh, or five free zaps. Uh, for the at the twenty at the uh, the tier where you can get twenty zaps, it's twenty dollars a month or bill uh, when you bill it annually, so two hundred and forty dollars a year. Mm. that's a steep that it took me a long time to say uh it's worth it for me to 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 pay that i had mm. to find the right task and the right number of tasks to get to to say that's what i'm gonna do uh and then it goes it gets even steeper from there it's up to 50 dollars a month for the 50s apps uh, so it's it's expensive but if you you if you find use for it if you if you find the right uses for it it could save you more than that in time, in lost productivity. Um, so I, I yeah, it, it, yeah, but I it, recommend it. Yeah, it, it's hard to when you have to sit down and say, is it worth my time or worth my money? Because that's exactly. what it comes down to. They they catch you with the free stuff. And then all of a sudden, this is how much it's really going to cost. And you're hooked and you're like, <laughs> right. oh, but this will really work. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's the thing. It's like I, I, I try to be very careful with the uh, SQPN's buddy. And, right. uh, and I, there aren't many things that I they pay for like this. But I, I looked at this and I said, this product helps me do more. It helps me create more podcasts, make mm -hmm. sure that the podcasts actually get out to the people on time. This is something I'm willing to spend some yeah. money on. Um, and other areas, like I, there are other things I'd like to buy that I think would be nice to, to use, would helpful, but they, they don't provide enough of a boost at this point. Uh, maybe right. at some point down the line, uh, it could be justified. But so, yeah, I, I see what you say. It's like it's, 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 it's tough because they get you with that nice five zaps and you're like oh if only i had one more zap i could i could mm. do this and then so you know i i i had it had to be more than just one more zap it had to be a handful of ones and that's what mm. it was so uh, and there's also limits in the number of zaps it will do per month uh, and, oh. then it will, and it will stop so 
it, it, that that one gets me a little bit. I'm a little uh, I'm I'm not ex- uh, really hi- happy with that. Um, we'll see, we'll see how how it goes in the long run. But that's my pick this this week anyway, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, the, at the um, at the level I got, it's a thousand tasks per month. So mm, wow, it was a bit short uh, for me, but. Uh, all right. So, uh, that's what we have for today's show. Uh, before I finish, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology and allow me to get a service like, uh, uh, Zapier that helps us to produce the show and get it out to you, uh, in a timely manner. Uh, and this week we want to thank Carrie B, Jason E, James I, Adam S and Mike M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sq.com slash give. So that's it from us. If you had anything to say on our discussion about the Amazon Ring uh, cameras, on the canceling and doxing outrage, on the Apple Keynote, or any of the other uh, things we've talked about, you can go to sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or send us an email to technology at sqpn.com and I'll put all the links from our discussion on our show notes at sqpn.com Be sure, if you have not yet done so, subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app or on YouTube at the SQPN YouTube channel where you should hit the bell to get new notifications. Until next time, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks, Dom. Always a pleasure. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest.